How can I start loving myself? Such a great question. It's really simple, but it, it also seems tricky, right? How can I start loving myself? It's not a off-on, it's a spectrum. And that spectrum is different from moment to moment, day to day, hour to hour. Because you fall into different waves and frequencies of awareness. So sometimes, maybe when you're alone and you're in your creative space, maybe you're that dancer, that painter, and you just feel self-loving because you realize that, wow, this is my natural gift, and I love doing this thing, whatever it is. For me, it's playing music. For me, it's sharing these ideas. But loving yourself, it's really simple, really simple. It's one thing, presence. Let me tell you what I mean. If you are gone all the time, right? Absent. Most of us are unconsciously absent. So I have this to-do list, okay? I've got to send this person this email. I've got to write this paper. i got to get these things done for my job. I'm not present to myself. I'm over here getting things done. And I'm doing them with this feeling of worry, anxiety, obligation, fear. Got to get my bills paid. Got to make the boss happy. Got to make up for that last quarter um, review where they said I wasn't good enough. Or maybe it's this, really, <laughs> it's this subconscious feeling of unworthiness that we all are harboring in one way or another. So presence, what does that mean? Every day I'm asking you, how's your heart? And I won't stop. Because if you are not in tune with your own heart, how can you love it? How can you be with this thing that's underneath the surface? That's derailed you from your truth. That's derailed you from that childlike light that was trying to blossom. So, really simple. Taking a deep breath in. Close your eyes. Try to tune out your primary sense, which is vision. I like to put my hand over my heart because it awakens the senses to that space. And then feel. <laughs> feel. Stop doing. Be. Okay, so what do you feel? Is there heaviness? Is there lightness? Don't even put a story on it. Frustration, joy, peace. Be with that feeling. Be present with it, don't judge it. In that moment, what are you doing? You're practicing unconditional love.
unconditional love. And it's sad that we have to use the word unconditional because love is supposed to mean that. But when we use love in this absent way that we are all operating, it's very conditional. We judge ourselves very harshly. We judge everyone else around us very harshly. We talk gossip, all trying to avoid the tenderness, the hurt, the fear, the doubt, the worry, the anxiety, the stress, the depression. Because it's easier to make them the problem than to realize that you're hurting. So, unconditionally tapped into self. That's how you love yourself. That's, that's the opening, okay? And as you sit with it, what happens is you get in tune with those emotions, whatever they may be. You may, you may be having the best day ever, which is great. You may be having the worst day ever, which may not be fun, <laughs> to say the least. But if you can approach it with love, without condition, without condition, to be with it, to feel it, to know that it is valid, to show yourself worthy to yourself. That is love. That's how you start loving yourself, as you asked. But the beautiful thing that happens after that, those feelings, emotion, is often set as energy in motion. So when you're absent, it stops the motion. It's stuck. Okay? When you're present, the motion continues. And then what happens? You feel lighter. You may not have fixed whatever caused the hurt. You may not have solved the problem. But now that energy and motion is staying in motion. Where is it going? It's getting grounded. You're getting centered. One of my greatest life hacks is get in nature. <laughs> That's why you always see me outside. It's one of the ways that I maintain my peace. Because when I'm in nature, it's a lot easier to ground, a lot easier to stay connected. But for you, it may not be the woods, it may be the water, maybe the beach, maybe the mountaintops. But whatever it is, now that energy is in motion and you're grounding it. And then what does that make room for? more ease, more flow, a return to peace, a return home. And then you go, oh, if these feelings are valid, what are they trying to tell me? This is where it gets interesting. Generally, they're telling you that somewhere you were taught to betray yourself. Right? You believed you couldn't. When your light was showing you that you need to, you have to, not only can you, but you have to, to find that joy, to find that peace, to find that contentment, right? But it's scary because your whole life you received those messages. They're not good enough. They can't do this. He's a black man in the woods. 
what is he doing, right? All kinds of silly stories that within themselves are meaningless unless you believe them, right? So you sit with those, you validate those emotions, and then you recognize, oh, that's just a story. <laughs> In um, C.S. Lewis' Mere Christianity, he talks about one of the rules of our reality, and one of those is that emotion is attached to imagination. So what that means is every feeling is often connected to imagination in a way that we exaggerate that emotion, right? For instance, in a romantic context, when you are in love, it's new, you got butterflies, you got that feeling, this person can do no wrong, right? Of course, we know every human is imperfectly enlightened and they will be all of the things at once. But in that motion, that's how you feel. It's not true, but that's how you feel. On the other side of the spectrum, when you are upset with that person, when you are angry, we use words like always. You always do this, you always do that. Also not true, but that's how you feel because you are in the present feeling of hurt and frustration and you feel like that feeling will last always. Right? So, again, you, 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 them, 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 them. Mm -mm. Me. Talking about how to love yourself. Stop. Take a minute. Ground your nervous system. Regulate your nervous system. Regulate your energy. Just takes a moment to stop feeding that fire. Check in with yourself. What are you feeling? Same thing you would do when you're alone. Can you be with those things unconditionally? Can you love yourself and have that compassion? And just be responsible for how you feel. And recognize that it's mostly imagined. Not always, not entirely. That's a different, different adjective, but mostly. And in that space, now you can start asking the right questions. Not blaming, not accusing, not judging. But asking, why do I feel this way? What is this triggering within me? Or my favorite question. So when is the first time I felt this way? <laughs> Same. When is the first time I felt this way? Because now you're starting to get to the root of your trauma, of your trigger. And hopefully with practice, a little bit of gentleness, right? This is why I practice gentleness and kindness and compassion, because when you think about it being a root, a plant, which is really what it is, because it's embedded in the soil of your psyche, you can go through with a weed whacker and you'll be back next week. All that hardness, all that rigidity, all that, ah, we're gonna fight this thing. Go ahead, let's, let's see how it happens if I come through here with a weed whacker and all this stuff. It'll be back. But if I take my time, put a little bit more effort on the front end, 
tuned to this. Get around. Oh, okay. So, the seed, the tip of this root, was childhood when mom or dad did X, Y, and Z thing. And they were probably just doing the best they could. But that's how it landed me. I told myself as a four-year-old child this story. All right, let me practice this. Let's get in here. Tend to this, the root of this weed here in the garden. Because if I don't get it by the root, it's coming back. See you next week. <laughs> See you next month, same time, same bat channel, right? We've all been in those patterns, probably still in many of those patterns, many of those cycles, because we come in with a weed whacker, like that's going to stop the weed from growing. No, sit with yourself in silence, gentleness, the tenderness, see the root of it. And unlike a moment in the garden, Right. Depending on your age, depending on the way your psyche works, you have to get used to this kind of soil. Oh, how does this show up? Where, where are the vines, the offshoots of this plant? Oh, this shows up in my relationship with my old friend. And it's fed by these relationships. I need to kind of set boundaries here. Oh, I need to actually spend a little bit more time on this part. And it may take you, you know, a few weeks, maybe years to pull up some of those weeds or get down to the roots because they're not vines. Might be a solid oak. And maybe some of them, you might just have to learn how to manage more wisely. And be aware that you are imperfectly human. And even as you grow in your journey, you will still be imperfectly enlightened. <laughs> but recognizing that that tenderness you learn to show yourself becomes a habit, becomes your baseline for how you experience the world, for how you engage with the world. So, can you engage with the world in a meaningful, loving way? what are you really trying to create? You're trying to create deep division? Because that's what you're doing when you show up with the weed whacker. Are you trying to create harsh judgments? Because that's not love. Right? Or are you trying to build a garden that flourishes within and without deep connection? Even this forest, there is a divine neural network <laughs> of roots overlaying, right? The mycelium and all of the microorganisms that work together that will send information and even sustenance to the tree on the far end of the forest that isn't near the river. And even us with the trees, right? I'm breathing in their air. And the mass of those trees, it's not made of soil carbon, carbon from the CO2 they absorb from us through their stomata, S-T-O-M-A-T-A, -A. their little mouths in the leaves. Look it up, 
This is how nature works. We are all connected. So learning how to nourish yourself and love yourself unconditionally becomes the baseline for how you are able to unconditionally, lovingly, compassionately connect with the world. Right? And nourish your part of the garden. Is it as easy as getting the weed whacker? No. Does it work better? Yes. Anything worth having isn't easy to get. And I think that's another unconscious belief that we have to let go of. The overnight success. There may have been a moment when the flower opened, but it was planted in the right season. And it took a long time for those roots to develop strong enough to support a flower as beautiful as the one you see before you. So remembering, 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 remembering that it takes time. So being gentle with yourself, it also takes a transition of the way that you view the world. So being kind with yourself and developing a practice of showing up daily to the heart. If you want to join me for morning meditations, go to soulcalledjoel.com. Click on Beautiful Souls Online Community. And every morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time, live meditations. And as often as the weather permits, I'll probably be out here. So be well. Thank you for all the love. I love you all right back. Have a wonderful day. Peace.